Perichov Beis Mishnah Aleph. Perik begins with a teaching that will be reminiscent of the halacha we learned back in Perik Tezayin, the case there of where a fire breaks out and how the Rabbanon imposed limitations in terms of how much food he can save from the burning building, essentially enough to supply his three meals for Shabbos if he hasn't eaten those yet. So we find a similar halacha here regarding Chavis Shenishbara, a barrel with food inside of it that broke on Shabbos. The halacha is Matzilin Himena Mazen Shalosh Sudos. Rabbanan imposed a limit and said that he may only salvage and bring containers to salvage the contents of the barrel, enough food for the three meals of Shabbos. The reason the Rabbanan said he can't save as much as possible is the fear that in his panic to try and save everything, he might go and fetch some additional containers from some other location and carry those through Rosh Hashanah and thereby violate the Malacha of Hotzah. He is allowed to save the uh, most amount of food he might need for Shabbos, the three Sudas of Shabbos. In addition, you may instruct others, save for yourself, so each person gets this quota of three Sudas, so with some team effort he can end up saving much more of the food. The Mishnah qualifies, though, provided that he doesn't use a sponge to absorb the, let's say, a wine or oil that's coming out of the barrel. For that, as we saw previously, presents a problem of schita. That is, it's forbidden on Shabbos to squeeze a liquid from a sponge. If the goal is to extract the wine or oil from the sponge, then it's prohibited under the prohibition of mefarek. In other words, it's a branch of the malach of dash. It's akin to an act of threshing, which is a malach on Shabbos. So you can't start getting a sponge involved. Speaking of the act of schita, of squeezing something out on Shabbos, the Mishnah rules, Ein sochten es haperus lahotzi mehen mashken. We may not squeeze fruits to extract their juice on Shabbos. For that is an act of mefarek, it's a told of dash, it's akin to an act of threshing. Now the biblical prohibition applies to fruits that are commonly squeezed for their juice or oil, such as in the case of olives and grapes. Squeezing out the oil from olives or the juice from grapes on Shabbos is definitely a biblical violation. In the case of fruits which are only sometimes squeezed for their juice, it's only prohibited on the rabbinic level. In the case of something that's not common at all to squeeze it for its juice, then there's no prohibition at all. But the Mishnah is saying, if we're talking about a type of fruit that at least you know, sometimes people will squeeze that for its juice, not only is it forbidden to go ahead and do that, squeeze the fruit for the juice on Shabbos, but even if a juice leaked out of the fruit in question by itself, the Rabbanan said it's forbidden to partake of that on Shabbos, lest the person forget himself and say, oh, that's delicious, and he'll squeeze some more from the fruit. The mission presents an opinion who qualifies this halacha, Rabbi Yehuda Omer. Yehuda says that we have to consider what the person was originally planning on doing with this fruit. If he had stored the fruit away with the intention of eventually eating the fruit itself, not squeezing it for its juice, then if some juice leaked out of that by itself, it would be permissible to partake of that. In that case, there isn't a great concern that he'll want to 
further squeeze the fruit if he has some of the juice which uh, came up by itself. But on the contrary, he plans on eating the fruit, so he wants the juice to stay in the fruit. Rita says, if his original intention was to use the fruit for their juice, that's where the abundance said that if some of that juice came up by itself on Shabbos, it's forbidden to partake of that. The Gemara explains we're talking about fruits that are sometimes used for their juice. So in that case, we have a dispute, a Buddha Tanakama, regarding where he was planning on eating it, whether it's an issue to have the juice which came up by itself. Rabbi says, no, Tanakama says yes. But if it's something like the grapes or olives that are primarily used for the juice of the oil, according to all opinions, it's forbidden to have even the oil or juice that came up by itself. If it's something that's hardly ever squeezed for the juice, then all opinions will agree that one could have the juice that came up by itself. Another way that a person can violate this uh, told of dash, this act of mefarik, extracting from something, would be by uh, crushing honeycombs on Shabbos to extract the honey. That too would be mefarik, would be a branch of the malach of dash. The Misha discusses, let's say, we have some chalas devash, a risk on me'er of Shabbos. Somebody crushed the honeycombs before Shabbos, v'yotsu me'atzman, and there's honey flowing out of that by itself on Shabbos. The first opinion rules Asurim. The Rabbanit said it's forbidden to partake of that honey on Shabbos, lest one further crush the crushed honeycombs to extract more honey. However, Rabbi Eliezer Matir. Eliezer permits the person to partake of the honey that comes out of the already crushed honeycombs on Shabbos. Rabbi Eliezer is not to concern. The person will go and crush the honeycombs more, for they're already crushed, just eventually... That honey is going to come out in a matter of time. And thus, the Rabbana did not make any prohibition in such a case. He would say the same thing regarding fruits. If you already crushed the fruits before Shabbos, then eventually that's all going to come out. So the whole rabbinic decree doesn't apply. But Tanakhama disagrees. Tanakhama makes no distinction as to whether the honeycombs or fruits were squeezed or crushed before Shabbos. Because if we do not impose the prohibition, even in that case, people might confuse this with the case where he didn't do any crushing before Shabbos, where everybody agrees uh, there is a problem with regards to the juice that came up by itself on Shabbos.